Welcome to the Ink Productivity Tip of the Day. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today's tip. Here's how smart people use the empathy rule to make their emails get read. From Minda Zetlin. How do you get people to open, read, and respond to your email? It all comes down to one simple rule. Use empathy, a major component of emotional intelligence. Empathy is defined as understanding and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another. Why does empathy help you write more effective emails? Because it allows you to mentally put yourself in the place of the person receiving your email, vicariously experiencing their feelings and thoughts. Do that and you'll give yourself the best odds that they'll read your email all the way through and maybe even give you the answer you're hoping for. If you're not quite sure how to write more empathetic emails, start by following these tips from Estelle Erasmus, a former magazine editor, writing professor at New York University and author of the new book, Writing That Gets Noticed. 1. Be concise. The more important the person is, the shorter and more concise you want to make your message so they don't have to read through a ton of information, Erasmus says. A perfect example is Mark Cuban, who receives more than 1,000 emails a day. He says he looks at every email he gets for two seconds. If you haven't captured his interest in those two seconds, he'll go on to the next email. Two seconds is a pretty brutal window. When many people open an email from someone they don't know, they will glance at it for a few seconds to determine whether to read the whole thing or just delete it. No matter who your recipient is, if they don't know you or haven't been emailing with you, it's safest to assume you only have a few seconds to grab their attention. 2. Put the benefit to them right up front. You already know how having someone read your email benefits you, but how will it benefit them? If you are making an ask of someone, make sure that you are showing why what you are sharing is valuable to them, Erasmus says. And because many people won't read all the way through an email, it's important to put that information as high up as you can. 3. Introduce yourself, but briefly. It's a delicate balance. You want to let the recipient know why they should engage with you, but at the same time, your email should be focused on them and not you. The best approach, Erasmus says, is to be specific and brief. You don't need a two-page summary of all your accomplishments, she says. Your title, social media handles, website publications, and other such information can go under your signature, she adds. That way, the recipient can learn more about you if they want to, but they don't have to wade through a lot of text to learn how you can benefit them. For example, when Erasmus wants to invite someone to appear on her podcast, she writes something like this. I am the host of Freelance Writing Direct, which is in the top 10% of downloads with guests like Cheryl Strayed and top assigning editors. She'll add a link to her book and then get straight to the point. I would love to have you as a guest. 4. Sweat the subject line. Do you open every email you get? A lot of people don't, and they use subject lines to determine whether something is worth opening or not. 
The most perfectly crafted email in the world won't do you any good if the recipient doesn't open it. So make sure your subject line works as a sales tool for your email. What should your subject line say? Since most people are inundated with emails trying to sell them something, your subject line should let recipients know why they should pay attention to you. I often use NYU writing professor. That gets people's attention, Erasmus says. If you met the recipient somewhere, or you saw them speak at an event, or were referred by a mutual acquaintance, or if they invited you to email them, that information should be right up front in the subject line. The general topic you're writing about should be there too, if it fits. But letting the person know what your connection with them is, if any, and why they should pay attention to you may matter more. Also, it's never a bad idea to refer to something the recipient has done that you admire in the subject line and the text of the email. I always open emails when the subject line references one of my columns, even knowing it's usually just an excuse to pitch me something. Like it or not, email is our default means of communication, and most people get too much of it. But if you use empathy to get inside the recipient's head and show them how your email will benefit them, you can increase the odds that your message will be read and that you'll get the response you want. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.